I'm being followed by soldiers of the First Order. I need to get in the cantina. We're all trying to get somewhere, sir. <laughs> it's a big galaxy. Lots of things are far, far away, okay? <laughs> Just a moment, I'm coming off my break. How's everybody doing? Oh, enjoying, uh, you know, some beer and some pizza over your place. Yeah, no blue time. milk, though, unfortunately. I, I you ran out. I slacked yeah. a little bit, you know. The bantha ran out of the yeah. blue milk. <laughs> I, if I could, I'd have a dispenser that would look like the animal from Octu that you could push that Luke uh, was drinking yes. his the, green the milk out of. sirens, yes. yes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, wouldn't that be nice to have one of those dispensers? Oh, it's very appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, my water's not looking so good. So it's been a while, gentlemen, since we've had a cantina episode. This is our free-flowing Star Wars conversation where we don't even... Well, Jim, you've got some notes. Uh, we'll see what we talk yeah. about here. Yeah. <laughs> notes, I, I think I have about six sentences. That's the extent of my notes. So. That's six more than I have. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And this is the first time that we've ever done this where we haven't been in an event where there's three of us. So Yeah, I, I've crashed the party. Yeah. <laughs> well, well we, did a, we did one... We did one a while ago. Yeah, I think so. But I think everybody else is around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, very uh, special edition here. Not one of the uh, original trilogy special editions, but... (laughs) I don't know. I I think we haven't really had a chance to talk about Clone Wars Saved. I was telling you guys before we recorded that, uh, you know, memes are kind of the cool thing to do (laughs) now. And obviously we know the... Star Wars fandom's a little split now. I saw one that I I chuckled at. It was it was a little funny. It was uh, Lucasfilm sitting around and wondering how they're going to bring the fandom back together. And it's uh, you know it just all it just says is Dave Filoni's like hold my beer, Clone Wars <laughs> saved. So we don't know a whole lot of details now. The the trailer that they had at San Diego Comic Con it gave me some goosebumps. Oh yeah, definitely the feels. I know, Chris, you've watched through it. I watched through, was it the beginning part of this year, I think? Whenever it was like, it looked like it was going to get pulled from Netflix, I'm like, I gotta watch it before it's gone. <laughs> and then, of course, then they extended the date, and I'm pretty sure it's still on it's Netflix still now. Is, yeah. um, everybody just freaked out. It said, uh, it's available until, and it had a date. And I think everyone was like, uh, that's why I have Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My my speculation is I feel like once this Disney streaming service is oh. out there, you know, they've already said basically these 12, was it 12 episodes, yes. Chris? Yeah. So these 12 episodes are going to conclude the series the way that they would have wanted to. Hopefully we see the Siege of Mandalore. And uh, I know Filoni's also talked about the, uh, the battle that we haven't seen between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. We already kind of know how it's going to end because right. he told us. I feel like all the series, all the back seasons of the Clone Wars are going to be on that. I feel like they're also probably going to put Star Wars Rebels there. I feel like they're going to want to build a back catalog of something that you're going to want to pay $7.99, $8.99, $9.99 a month for something that you might already own. It's kind of like, you know, my wife is a big fan of Friends, and it's just like one of those things you can go back and just watch old episodes time after time after time. And I feel like that added, that will give some people some enticement to want to do it. And then they'll obviously, we don't know anything about this uh, John Favreau series that's coming out, if it will be on that. 
I'm looking around, you guys are both looking at me like I'm rambling incoherently, <laughs> which I definitely am because I'm trying to make a point about Clone Wars, and this is exactly why we do this podcast. Well, I'm at a disadvantage because of, you know, my Star Wars tastes have never really brought me to that era of the Star Wars universe, and uh, I did want to ask you, um, I got to get in on the hype a little bit because I just saw everybody losing their collective minds because of this announcement, and uh, I felt left out. So it kind of got me to the point where I liked Rebels so much that it's probably time that I give the Clone Wars animated series a chance. So there might be somebody else listening right now that is in the same boat as me where they just never really got into that side of Star Wars. If somebody was going to pick up and start watching that series, and I've been doing a little research on this and I've gotten mixed reviews, and I'm going to hold your opinions higher than random people on the internet. Wow, that's the first. A little bit. Just a little. <laughs> just a little higher. Oh. Don't let it go to your head. Um, but where? what would you recommend for somebody like me that hasn't watched The Clone Wars in anticipation of this new uh, ending of the series coming out? Just watch from start to just finish. Just start to finish? Or well, select the thing episodes? Is, is or start a little bit into the first season? Is well, what here's I'm the seeing. thing, Chris. There's they. It jumps around a little bit, and the intention of the story, it does kind of go back and forth a little bit if you... If you watch it the way that they were released, but even, I want to say there's like, is it, isn't it like three episodes in season three when it talks about like the rookies and that, that class of the clones. And then it's like you watch like three episodes in in season three, you go back and then watch the feature film, which the feature film was never intended to be a feature film. It's basically three or four episodes mashed together mm -hmm. to get people interested in going to it. So, and then it and then it goes from there. And then it's one of the and then you basically jump to where Yoda um, is on that planet with a couple of the clones. The ship crashes mm -hmm. and stuff. And then it goes forward from there. And then it does it skips around a little bit. But if once you do that, it really sets the stage. And I feel like it also, I, and I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, I think one of the coolest things about the series is seeing the dynamic of the clones and how some of the Jedi generals, uh, namely Anakin and Plo Koon, treat them like human beings and everybody else treats them like they're a clone and they don't matter. And just to see that dynamic and to see Rex and, and Cody and Fives. I know, Jared, you're a huge fan of, of Fives <laughs> and Echo. And you start to learn a lot of these clones. And they have, they're have they technically all the same, but they have different personalities. And uh, that's the part for me, most recently, I'd say within the last year of going through and watching it, that's the thing that resonated, resonated the most with me, was that aspect of it. It's not necessarily like a, like a Band of Brothers thing, but you you just really that i think you i just naturally gravitated towards that part of the series yeah no i i totally agree well you're gonna start talking about ahsoka yeah so. i know <laughs> i was waiting for that yeah well i'll just you know i'll step it back i didn't watch i watched the the movie when it first came out i didn't see it in theaters back in 2008 but when it came out on dvd i watched it and i it didn't really connect with me and i i never continued at that point, I was at a different place in my life. I just, I didn't, you know, seek out the, the series. And, and uh, it, it wasn't until recently that I got Netflix and I noticed that it was on there and, and I decided to to watch it. And uh, But it was really what 
kind of got me interested in it was actually the action figures. I, I had gotten some lots of action figures and there was a lot of characters in there that I just didn't know and they looked interesting. And I said, okay, I did some research and I, I realized they were from the Clone Wars series. And so yeah, I was on Netflix and, and I started watching and I just, I, it just hooked me. I, I couldn't stop watching. I just wanted to see where the story was going. I started from beginning and, and followed all the way through. And uh, I, I'm actually, I, I haven't heard about that, the mashup watching. Um, um, actually, I want to say, I want to say it was maybe Matt Martin from Lucasfilm hmm. had said, like, there's a pretty, you can, there's, or if you wanted to search out there, and any of our listeners, there's definitely uh, suggested viewings. Of I've seen the order. And, you can, okay. yeah. you know, now knowing that, you know, Chris went just start to finish, and I purposely did the, I'll, I'll do this suggested viewing, knowing that some of these I'm not doing out of order. I think even what I did, I don't even know if I saw it on my phone. I had a, I copied and pasted into like a notepad thing on, on my iPhone. And then as I went down through, I was, I, I would look a couple ahead and say, okay, do I need to skip ahead? Do I need to jump to a different season? And you really only have to do it about five or six times. But then every time I watched an episode, I'd like put an X next to it. And there's what, 127? <laughs> there's a lot of episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez, so there's a, there's a ton of content mm-hmm. there. And even to bring it even with, with something going on right now with the, the new canon that just released this week with the Thrawn Alliances novel... There's, they're even exploring aspects of that Clone War period between Episode Two and Three that you would thought would already have been covered, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm only a couple chapters into the book, so I, obviously we're not going to spoil anything because the book's just out now. I'd love to talk about the book again, you know, like we did with the original Thrawn novel at yeah, some point. We should. There's just so much there, and I mean, I, Jim, I know I won't, you know, open up any old wounds here i know that you're not the one that likes the prequels the most too but the one the Come one on. there's on our <laughs> network i think there's more of us on our network <laughs> it's it's not even it, it's it's it, it's like this different thing it's a lot of the same characters but you don't get like that vibe from it and it, because it does it jumps around and focuses on so many different pockets of characters it doesn't it's not like it follows anakin skywalker from all episode one to 127 or whatever it is it it jumps around it you you get some of the secondary characters the secondary jedi some of my favorite episodes are the ones that feature the clones i mean what's the not not felucia but what's the one with um the the jedi that that turns and Tom Crow. yeah Tom. what what uh planet was that on? that's um umbara yes i think it, it's like the shadow world yeah um yeah i can't remember exactly um, there's like this four or five episode arc and it's literally like the best episodes of the clone wars and basically it's it's almost kind of like a mutiny thing they know this is a jedi that's basically has a lot of dark side tendencies and ends up being you know a loyalist to the separatists and they know they have to follow his orders and they basically rebel against him and uh led you know by by rex and actually i think it ends up being fives and echo that um that end up really pulling it off some of the best stuff i mean some of the best star wars out there and so that's an awesome point because i have another friend that 
uh, he had never watched the Clone Wars. And over this past winter, I told him, I'm like, look, man, you got to check it out. You got to give it a chance. And now, and he was like, OT, like original trilogy. I mean, he, you know, he likes aspects of the, the uh, prequel trilogy and, and the sequel trilogy, but, you know, he's pretty much original trilogy. Um, and Clone Wars is like, he is just singing to everyone saying, you've got to watch it. You're missing out. He said it's some of the best Star Wars he's ever seen. Um, the the uh, the lore with the Force, uh, the aspects that they delve into, it's just there's just so much to it. It's not just the the battles with the clones and the Separatists and the battle droids and that sort of thing. They really, uh, as they get later on in the in the series, they just they go into places you never would think of, and it. A lot of it's George. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he was very involved with this. And I think, you know, we've got a new shirt, plug time, you know, on, <laughs> on Tee Public within Filoni We Trust. I know uh, Andrew just grabbed one of those. I know. He's already jumped on it. The, I mean, he learned at the altar of, you know, the guy that, that came up with it. And I feel like that's why Rebels was as good as it was. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of Rebels is the the groundwork was laid with, with the Clone Wars and you the the last season season six there's stuff in that season that my i literally my jaw dropped as i'm watching it and i'm connecting dots and i'm like this is insane i never would have thought that they would have oh five you have the fives part there oh my god yeah it's so i don't know you Jim, guys are, you're selling me on it yeah so, <laughs> so i, I gotta, like literally give it a chance i know actually a couple of years ago, Jim, you and I had a similar conversation about Rebels, and I was like, give it a chance, and I even said, you might need to give it a couple episodes, but once it... That was spot on, too, yeah. I, I feel like in the middle of season one of Rebels, that if at one point it goes from it being a little cartoony, and you're like, how is this all going to work, and I'm not sure about these characters yet, and then it's funny, because once uh, Tarkin shows up, and he offs those two goons on... Lothal, oh, yeah. you're like, mm -hmm. they're not messing around. They're not messing around. Yeah. And then from there, that was like their turning point. I feel like with Clone Wars, you know, they had the five seasons and six was like the lost yeah. episodes and stuff. It, to me, it's still season six. Mm -hmm. It was basically like uh, season three is when it really yes. started hitting its stride. I feel like, you know, the the character of Ahsoka really took some leaps and bounds. I think that's even when. I think uh, Filoni had actually aged her within yeah, the, the show. Yeah, the character design changed. Um, she went from being like a, almost like a, a child to, you know, like a young adult. And I heard that a lot. It, mm -hmm. And that was one of the kind of, they said the turning point of that series when it was when Ahsoka changed in right. character quite a bit. Yeah, so at the beginning of season three. But you kind of, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't recommend just skipping the first two seasons because the thing that, you know, kind of turned a lot of people off initially was you know, the way Ahsoka acted and her interaction with with uh, Anakin, you know, calling him Sky Guy and, and Snips and, and these nicknames and stuff like that. You know, you need to see that part of her to see the transition that she makes throughout the series. It, it just gives it that much more weight. Uh, Same thing with Ezra. And I've been, oh, I, yes, was, I was exactly. saying that a, a, in season three. I was like, you guys watch... By the end of this, 
you've gonna you're gonna have gone from thinking he's this punk and this this kid that you just he's so whiny and you can't ever get behind him and then you see he grew up in those four seasons and by the end of it you're like where'd he go (laughs) he's gone but where where you know what happened to him it's so i mean clone wars really um paved the way for rebels to be as successful as it was and and you know you haven't seen rebels there's a lot of characters that make appearances in that series that originated in clone wars and and by you going backwards you're going to have that reverse like connecting the dots kind of thing as you go along uh you'll see okay this is i know where the characters ended up but like where did they come from like hondo exactly i mean you see if you see hondo in in the clone wars and then you see a lot different yeah i i went i did the similar thing i i had rebels first as kind of my thing my i had a very similar introduction to clone wars i think i think i went back and watched the clone wars after i think it was maybe at the end of season two of rebels maybe before season three i think it was kind of i don't know i'm getting older time frames are fuzzy but <laughs> you know it, it it's funny just you're to not see. the oldest in the room no so. i know actually i think i'm the youngest <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, so yeah which around our network we're using we're the old cranky guys here yeah. so <laughs> all those youngsters <sighs> So I was going to say, speaking of youngsters, when you were talking about that meme earlier and as far as the the Star Wars fandom getting behind something with Filoni saying, hold my beer, um, when you were first talking about that before we started recording, I I thought it was going to go in a different direction, but I think that way now because I have a 12-year-old and he basically only communicates in memes, Mm -hmm. something that (laughs) happens now. Uh, And my first thought was, oh, they're going to, they're basically just going to bring back Jar Jar because then we can all collectively hate on him. I mean, that would be something that everybody would be united behind. Is that's the best way to unite the fandom? I don't. The funny thing is, is he actually he's got quite a pretty good following. Like he does, and he makes he has several arcs in the Clone Wars series. Oh, it, see, you guys had me, and now you lost me again. Well, the funny see, thing is, is, those are some. Of, actually, I enjoyed. There's one. I, don't, I can't remember if it's in season. four five or the lost episodes that has um mace windu in it yeah that's that's pretty funny yeah he 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 does a i mean i didn't have a problem with those episodes there was other episodes and other arcs there's like a jedi gungan one yeah that one was a little but that was like i think in season one yeah that was early on but not even including jar jar there was other arcs that i i couldn't Mieber Gascon, like those ones with our good friend Steve Stanton. Oh yeah. I mean, he's in and out of these, you know, this series too, and to well, see he that does Tarkin. Yeah, you know, in, he does Tarkin. He did Mieber Gascon. Uh, uh, a whole bunch of other. Mar- Masamita. Yep. I think that was his first. Yeah, it was yeah, his the first one that you guys did. Yeah, when we had a chance to talk to him, he's like, "Yeah, I did the, you know, the." the voice for Masamita and, and Dave reached into his little satchel of collectibles and he, he picked out a TIE fighter for me. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't have a, Ma- a Masamita figure for you, but <laughs> so I don't know. Like I, 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 gen- I think in general, I think most fans are pleased with this development. Yeah. I, we talk about positivity and, you know, being part of the, the friendom and not, you know, necessarily the, the fandom you know, I think it's important to, you know, we, we talk about, you know, you can have constructive criticism about things, but if you just 
flat out hate on something and you don't have a valid point of you know the reasons why or you don't respect the other side then i think that's why we have some of the issues that we do within right. you know the the fandom and it, it it's it's this i don't know what the solution is and you know you could even argue that that has always been present it's just the internet and social media and stuff it just brings out the worst in people but then i don't know if you guys saw it i think sometimes some of us will jump on the uh, our brick city blockade facebook page a bunch of us are the admins and if we see something that somebody posts and we'll kind of share it with our listeners and stuff that are uh, you know fans of the page and uh, i think it was bradley d baker had a he posted something on his personal site and he goes it was something along the lines of, you know, Comic Cons are basically like the anti Twitter. He's like, you go to these events and everybody, it's almost like the, the perfect atmosphere. Everybody is accepting of others. There's people, you know, cosplaying in different things. Nobody is judgmental. Um, you know, and he's like, that's, he's like, that's basically what fandom is and, and should be. Not sitting behind a keyboard or typing on an iPhone and just spewing out just, hate because you need a vent or you know i don't know well you know what's funny about that is i wanted to bring up uh, an experience that i had recently that surprised me uh, a ton and i was thinking the same thing where everybody's a keyboard warrior right and that's where it's really easy to spew hate and all that stuff but i have friends going back to the second grade uh some of these guys that i hang out with every once in a while and almost all of us are pretty big Star Wars fans in that group. So we had a barbecue about a month ago. And so we're sitting around and I only get to see some of these guys a couple times a year usually. And inevitably we start talking about, and especially now with Disney putting out so many movies, the, the most recent Star Wars movies. And I'd say five of us there were all talking about The Last Jedi. And it got to the point where these are guys who for literally decades I've enjoyed having Star Wars conversations with. We disagree on some things, we agree on others, but we've always enjoyed having the conversation. We changed, I changed the conversation. It was so ridiculous and it was all from The Last Jedi. Um, most of them had not seen Solo. One guy in particular just said, I'm out. I'm done on the series after I saw The Last Jedi. And they weren't big fans of The Force Awakens to be fair either. And it's just, there's no pleasing some people. And it's like, great, go watch the original trilogy over and over again <laughs> and just pretend there's nothing else and you'll be happy. That's great. Um, but it was kind of sad because what the reason we turned to the Star Wars conversation is because right before that it was political and it was really bad. And so my thought was, hey, I'm gonna bring up Star Wars and start talking, see if anybody's seen Solo, that kind of thing. And um, that was a mistake, really. It wasn't the best segue into, and it's kind of strange now when you think of today's society where you can go from a hot topic like politics and Star Wars can be almost as bad, just polarizing. Kind of a sad thing, really. It is, I mean, that it, I mean, uh, the three of us, I mean, we're, all three of us are original trilogy. Uh, by trade, but I think as we've, you know, I, as I've gotten older, and I think I have more of an appreciation of the other things, and and you know, I I like the direction of, of things that they're going now, but that isn't something that everybody always shares, and and I think we will, you know, you made a point there, Jim, that I, I think has been 
more prevalent lately is if you just if you don't particularly enjoy something don't subject yourself to it or don't feel like you have to force yourself to like it if you want to if you're if you want your star wars to be episodes four five and six and that is the beginning middle and end of your star wars story there's nobody telling you that that is wrong it, it can be it can be as right as you want it to be and it's you know we joke all the time about what our own head canon is about certain things and 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 to, to a point even with all the new stuff i mean we can still formulate our own opinions of where we think things are going or interpreting things in a different way i still haven't even really gone back myself to give a fine rewatching of a force awakens knowing now that you know the last jedi is there and you can see some of the things that we speculated at the time and to see where the story ended up going but I think I had seen a video not that long ago that basically had some, you know, it was like the biggest questions of like The Force Awakens and stuff. And then it, it segued into like scenes right into The Last Jedi. And it's like how you thought it was going to go in a different way. And it's like when you see it really back to back in certain ways, I think one of the scenes was uh, Solo talking to Rey and Finn on the Falcon and basically saying, what happened to Luke? I mean, he was devastated that he had a student that, that fell. I don't see why anybody should have really been that surprised with The Last <laughs> Jedi, and that's what was one of the main points of the story. And and I'm going to defend Ryan Johnson until, my, until I'm in the grave just because I feel like he did such a good job of continuing the story. But I think then people in retrospect are not accepting of you know, what was laid in The Force Awakens. I mean, it was literally right there. Did we all watch the same movie? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hot it's a hot debate <clears throat> these days in the Star Wars fan community. It's on, you know, it, on one hand, you got people talking about it, but on the other hand, it's majority of the time it leads towards negativity. Uh, you know, I... I try to stay positive. I see a lot of that stuff and I, I kind of just scroll on past. <clears throat> Sometimes it just sucks you in and you just got to see what people are saying about these movies and, and, you know, not to shift gears too much, but like we were talking about the Clone Wars being announced and, and I'm on many, many vintage collecting sites and, and one of the admins who's a really well-known um, collector, very positive and everything. So his, he does a daily discussion and you know it's a vintage uh i think it was empire strikes back um focused group and he was like what are people's feelings about the clone wars being announced can you know being continued and i was like one of the first people that posted i'm like i'm super excited i love it you know just give me more and then you see a lot of the people coming in and like meh not excited at all, never got into it, you know, don't care, it's not the original trilogy, and that sort of thing. And But then it's it's interspersed with many um, positive comments, but people would comment on those people, have you ever given it a try? Like, do you even know what it's about? And they're like, I don't even want to give it a try. And it's like, all right, at that point, like, Okay, free speech, whatever. But it's like, if you're not even willing to give it a try, don't, you know, don't make a negative comment because who knows, you could watch it and then be like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You right. just don't know. Um, it's being open-minded yeah, about it too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I think the fact that we succeeded in giving you a somewhat open mind about the Clone Wars, <laughs> you may you may dislike it, but you may really like it too. But as long as you give it a shot, and then also know too, I don't know if we should have led with the the, the line saying, "Hey, you got to make it to at least season three before yeah. it gets good." <laughs> We're talking like sixty episodes. Yeah. I was doing a little math there because you said there was 120 something episodes, and I was like, "Oh, I got a lot to get through yeah, before each it really turns the corner." Twenty-four minutes yeah. long, and then there's like twenty, like sometimes like twenty-five to twenty-seven episodes, and it's or maybe like it's twenty or twenty-two. Yeah, they're a little bit longer than like what Rebels was, but I mean, this was on Cartoon Network. The budget for each episode was like well over like a million dollars. I mean, they, <laughs> they spared no they spared no expense in making this and. I, some of the, you know, I think you were probably going to say this, Chris, but like some of the, the, the computer rendering and the artwork and some of these things, it's, when you compare it to Rebels, like I think Rebels did well with the style that they had and the certain limitations that they had. But I think also too, when any time in, in art or creative spaces, when you've got infinite possibilities, it's tough to really hone in but when somebody's not necessarily boxes you in but says okay here's your parameters and then at that point you're trying to tell the best story you can knowing that i can i can brush up against this side here and this side here and then this is you know this is my capabilities of the computer rendering that i have here's my <clears throat> you know here's my budget for voiceovers and you know, can we get a couple people to do different voices and, and different accents and stuff like mm -hmm. that? And, and that's something Rebels did really well. I mean, Stephen Bloom and, and others, I mean, even Dave Filoni jumped in, did a lot of Stormtroopers. At the end of it, spoiler alert, yeah, he was Chopper found, the whole know, time, which doesn't surprise me. No, it, yeah, that fits his character pretty well. I'm sh uh, but so, I mean, it, Clone Wars, you're going off of George Lucas's, his... his uh, it was George Lucas's funds that were, you know, doing, they, that's what they were using for the, the series. So anything that he wanted to do, if he wanted to stretch the limits, he could do it because he was paying for it. And that's why you see some of those, uh, the visuals in the Clone Wars, I mean, it's, some of those episodes are, you know, 10, 10 years old now. It's amazing. And a lot of people, you know, say they don't really like the style of, of Rebels because it, you just, it's hard to compare because Rebels, like Brian was saying, it, it's within much tighter budget and, you know, they can only go so far. That's why, you know, you're on Lothal for certain periods of time. It looks like, I was just lis listening to another podcast, they just said Nebraska. It looked like <laughs> Nebraska, you know, but, and, but you saw the progression of it in this, in the series with Clone Wars and we keep coming back to Clone Wars, but, you know, the visuals are just amazing. And he got a lot of big name actors to make appearances in there. Uh, Liam Neeson, uh, John Favreau. I mean, just there's there's quite the list of uh, characters. But, you know, transitioning this back to, you know, the the uh, reaction with the fan base after the last Jedi and, and, and there's always going to be that vocal minority. Right. Exactly. And they, they scream louder and louder to make themselves heard. And, you know, it just seems like there's a lot more now 
than than there used to be and i felt bad because i love star wars so much and i just i feel bad that there's star wars fans that are this upset with like disenfranchised right exactly they're just saying they're leaving and stuff and on one hand i'm like see ya but on the other i'm like come on like there's so much star wars you don't need to like everything I know the movies are the big deal, you know, that's the big the big hitters and everything, but there's just so much out there now between the novels, the comic books, video games. Forces of Destiny. Force of Destiny. Uh, and you can even go backwards and go to the Legends books. You can go to the Legends comics. You can, I mean, there's just so much. I just, I wish that, you know, people were more willing to just like okay that's that's the decision that they made with the story i may not like it but i mean there's parts of the the new movies that i'm not too crazy about but there's elements of the movies that i really enjoy and i i mean visually they're amazing um you know the the effects the 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 sets um just all that stuff is just top notch yes some of the story may not be the choices that a lot of people had in their head, but I mean, that's what makes things interesting. Would you want the story to be exactly what was in your head? I, I've got to go off because have any of you seen the um, the movement for a fan made fan remake of the Last Jedi? Have you seen this talked about? I've heard. I'm, 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 I'm rolling my eyes right now that this everybody can't, can't this was see because it's audio this only. This was yeah. great. I mean, you can talk about Twitter kind of being, you know, not the best place in the world sometimes, and it was so great to see some of the comments that were made by people who were just kind of trolling the ones who were saying they were going to remake this. And the concept of it, I was reading it out loud to my wife, and I was just like, you got to hear this, because it was like a four-part tweet from these people saying what they were going to do. And it was just basically like, we're not going to exclude people who liked The Last Jedi. We want to listen to them. We want to get take from everybody inside into this. Um, so they can have input, and then we're going to make a movie that's good for everybody. And it, it, I don't think either of you guys have, have you ever watched South Park a lot, Chris? Uh, not no. early on. Early there was on, an episode, not... maybe somebody listening remembers this, but where um, it, they have to redo the Christmas play because everybody's really offended by like everything, and it turns <laughs> into this really odd thing that has nothing to do with Christmas, and finally all the parents are like, what the hell is this? What are you showing to us? And the, the teacher or whoever putting on the play is like, this is what you guys wanted. You said everything was offensive. So it's just, oh, that's perfect. Brian is showing a, a fan remake uh, Last Jedi wow. poster. Yeah, those are... Wow. So kind of, uh, we're, we're like... fans of the uh, Power of the Force 2 line. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, they oh, you had yeah. the big... There you uh, go. Yep. You know, you, you had... Uh, <laughs> He-Man, Luke Skywalker, and stuff, and, and then you know maybe that's what that maybe that's what fans wanted. They wanted a grizzly, <laughs> very in shape old man Luke Skywalker with an eight pack. That's right. Yeah. And then swinging that green lightsaber around, just ripping through the galaxy. <laughs> oh my god! But that I had so yeah. much fun reading some of the people that were just trolling the ones that were saying this. You know, make it so everybody would like it. It's like there's no such thing. And one of my questions though is I don't follow. I, I like the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and Chris, you were saying that you shunned me because I haven't seen <laughs> Infinity War yet. You don't have any idea how much I'm dying to see it. It's odd that I didn't see it in the theaters, but um, if a bad Marvel movie comes out, which I know we really 
I guess they there's really been a haven't. few, but they were but at the very beginning. Do people lose their freaking minds over it? No, no. Like honestly, I mean, some I of think... the like Iron Man two is just kind of like eh. You know, to we me, just had a chat about that recently. You know? Last night we were so, talking about it. I mean, it's just kind of whatever yeah. to me. But I don't sit there and go, "Oh my God, they didn't live up to the hype of Iron Man One." I mean, come on. <laughs> is this like is this contrary to what you were saying or spot? No, on we we kind of we we acknowledge that maybe fans didn't care for Iron Man Two as much, but we appreciated certain aspects. So we haven't even talking about. Plug time. We're talking yeah. about our first episode of Six Scale Scavengers, and one of the figures we're reviewing. Chris just got the hot toy for Iron Man <laughs> Mark V, which yeah. we've dubbed the suitcase armor one. Yeah. at that scene, and we we kind of talked a little bit about you know some of the reaction to that, but but even in a bad movie, you can still pick out you know good parts of it. Right. Yeah. To to answer your question though, Jim, I feel like in time. When there's enough films out there, <coughs> Infinity War was that film nineteen or twenty? Nineteen. And then Ant Man and yep. the Wasp was 20. twenty. So, in ten years, we've got twenty films. I believe it was two thousand ten. There was no films mm-hmm. because yeah, Iron Man. No. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine and two thousand. There was a gap where they, <laughs> as they were ramping up. But now they're doing two or three films a year, and you know, to your point, like if they're not all your favorites or they don't have your favorite characters, there's this interesting concept that life goes on. Yeah, yeah. and that's what why I was kind of tying yeah. it into what you were saying, Chris. Is at this point with so many movies coming mm-hmm. out by Star Wars standards, right? Yeah. I mean, there we didn't we got three movies over the course of a few <laughs> years, and then we'd wait fifteen something years. Right. Um, so now. There's going to be so much more, and I kind of look at Solo, it definitely wasn't my favorite Star Wars movie by a long shot. Um, Out of the newer movies, it's my least favorite. And at the same time, I I looked at it kind of like Ant-Man. I didn't go see the original Ant-Man in the theater, because I didn't feel like I needed to. And then I watched it at home, and I really enjoyed it, but if it's on TV, I might watch it, but otherwise I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. And in my mind... If you look at like how Marvel movies work and then you kind of draw a parallel to Star Wars, that's solo for me. It's If it happened to be on, I'm probably going to be into it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it again when it's out, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it anymore. And people need to relax and kind of get that flow with some of the Star Wars movies because they're going to so, be different. One of the best ways I can, you know, obviously we're also, you know, Chris, you and I are also big fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is. It's almost like some of these films will end up being the Incredible Hulk of the MCU. Right. It's a film that came. It was the second film that came out. They produced it at the same time as Iron Man One. They didn't know which one was going to be successful. Obviously, Iron Man ended up being that. Mm-hmm. You know, Edward Norton did a, a, a reasonable job with the film. It wasn't lauded. It, you know, it didn't get a ton of well-reviewed right. things. It barely but it was broke still, even. It barely broke yeah. even. But it was decent, and but the thing is, is it still had story points that carried forward. So if you're a fan and you want to like me, and you went through earlier this year and watched all the films one through eighteen over the course of a couple weeks, it's still pretty cool to say, yeah, there was parts in here that 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 mattered. But then if you wanted to skip it, you don't miss like anything necessarily crucial to the final storyline, and then. I've made it no secret too. Like I'm a huge fan of, of Captain America. Like 
I made a like a Captain America edit of <laughs> the MCU. Like you, I basically was able to start with like first Avenger, and then I watched Avengers, and then you watch Winter Soldier, and then you watch Age of Ultron, and then you watch Civil War, and you get him as like the main character through that like little mini arc that you create. But then there's everything kind of going on around there. And you don't necessarily, I mean, you you miss bits and parts here and there. You miss what's going on with the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. But headcanon-wise, you can make your own thing. And I and I really feel like, Jim, that's what people will eventually be able to do, you know, with, with Star Wars. I mean, for me, I love, I know it's not necessarily the most popular thing to do. I know a lot of people like to watch it theatrical release-wise. I actually like, I'm waiting for Solo to come out. On digital in mid-September and then be able to start with episode one and watch it chronologically all the way up to the last jedi that might not entice a lot of people but for me i'm like i'm really looking forward to that because then you can see these things and you obviously get spoiled on certain things and i i know we've we hinted about it jim when we were doing our last cantina solo was out really fresh and we didn't really do, want to do any spoilers and we really danced around the you know the at this point, I think it's a fair enough yeah. to talk about it. But when you see Maul, and I think people lost their minds of, like, do they even understand their own canon timeline? And <laughs> But it was, it just shows you, again, we're, Chris, we keep coming yeah, back to the Clone Wars. It just shows oh. why the Clone Wars was so important. Talk about mind blown at that moment. It was just, you, you're... I t- like, I le- <sighs> we, we sat next yeah. to each other in the theater at O'Neill Senate. I was like, I elbowed you, like... Five or ten minutes yeah. before, I'm like, dude, they mentioned Tatooine. Yeah. I got a feeling we're going to see a cameo here of Ian McGregor mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan, like at the cantina or something like yeah. that. And then we, it, it <laughs> happened the way that I did. And I think we both looked at each other. We're like, holy bleep. I yeah. mean, like, I, that was unexpected. <laughs> no, and then you're, and then again, you're, you're thinking like, okay, where does this fit into this, tw- into the timeline? What point is uh, at what point is Maul in his quest uh, to become you know this to go to Malachor right exactly like where where is this fit in and and like all that stuff and and you know he mentions Malachor and it, you're just like you're trying to put it all together and it just makes for me I love that stuff because it it just I I get into the books I get in I, I try to get into the comics it feels like it's like a fulfillment you know you're like okay i put all this effort in and 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 pieces are being connected that i never thought would be connected and it just you know it makes me feel you know like it was worthwhile exactly putting all that effort into all that other content and that sort of thing so you know the people that maybe are like seriously mall you know come on you know, and that maybe turn them off in the movie. It's, you know, it was a risk. It is a risk for sure. And and you know, you're you're wondering, okay, did they really th- think about all this, or or was it to put a piece there that tried to get more fans to go back to these things and try to answer these questions and that sort of thing? See, I think it was. It was so good to see Disney, and it kind of ties into the thing that I want to talk about, to see Disney take a risk like that. Because they knew when they made that movie that there was a large portion of the movie-going audience that was going to, A, 
not remember who Maul was, mm-hmm. you know, barely, because it was... 20th, 20th anniversary yes, next year. exactly. Woo. It was a while. Um, or B, just look at it and go, oh, that's... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you should be dead. So um, it was funny because, <clears throat> going back to mentioning uh, Matt Martin of Lucasfilm, I think it was a day or two after the film was released... Without giving any spoilers, he goes, you know, if you happen to want to go back and watch any episodes of The Clone Wars, you might want to start with episodes like 311 through 315, and then, oh, by the way, maybe four, you know, mm-hmm. basically it was the, the Maul arcs. There was a couple different, there was two main ones. There was his his comeback, yeah. and then there was um, Mandalore. Mandalore yeah. <clears throat> so that does kind of tie in a little bit, though, to since we're talking about Disney taking that risk, I mean, I've been talking a little bit about what I've been thinking about what Disney has done right and what they've done maybe not as good as they could have, wrong, missed the boat on, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Because everybody just, like you were saying, they can bash things just with blindly, and there's a difference between that and actual criticism. Constructive criticism. Yeah. And, you know, when I look at the new movies, I I just look at the characters. And I'm so invested in specifically Kylo Ren and Rey. And I might not be a big fan of, I guess I don't want to say it that way because I don't have a big issue with it, but it wouldn't have been the way that I wanted to go where Rey might come from nothing. I still want her to have some kind of tie to the original characters in some way. Um, But at the same time, I'm still interested in seeing where that goes. So it's, that's a great example of one of the things about these movies that I think they've done right. And tying into some of the older uh, movies as well, the, the small cameos. Or, I don't really want to call Maul small cameo. He yeah. wasn't there for long, but that's kind of a big deal. Right. Um, Yoda in The Last Jedi. That is actually one of my favorite scenes of any Star Wars movie is Luke and Yoda on Octu. I love that. Plus, it wasn't CGI. It was a puppet. So that's <laughs> all good for me. And... Um, you know, things like just John Williams being involved in the score and how they were able to bring him back into the fold, but at the same time, bringing on uh, people who are able to kind of carry that torch for Rogue One and Solo that hit those, no pun, hit those same <laughs> notes, right? And they're able to like still bring you into the storyline. But at the same time, I, I feel like they missed the boat on a couple of things in small things like where are all the original trilogy aliens why are there no rhodians why there are no thorians give me a pile of dead bothans or something you know please they're not going to touch bothans that's like (laughs) totally off limits for whatever reason um no i i i i understand that your point and a lot of fans are saying where are the original where are the the mainstay alien races and you know they they keep saying it's a huge universe and that but it's uh, you know a lot of people think that neil scanlon um head of the uh, creature, department. creature department has just got this thing for this this aesthetic who knows if that's you know he just wants to get his thing out there you know we see one um rodian in in solo it's like okay we got one but it's like you know give us Give us more. Mix them in. I mean, Canto Bite, granted, they were supposed to be, like, the richest of the rich, but why can't you have a rich... Uh, Rodian. Rodian. Yeah. Uh, Ithorian. You know, Maz's Castle. 
I right. mean, that was just prime territory. You know, give me a Snaggletooth, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. or a, I don't know. You know, we got Walrus Man and Dr. Vazon in Rogue One. But that was, I, you know, it's not the same. It's the same right. characters, um, you know, on Jetta, on, um, you know, the, the Ring of Kefreen or whatever it is where Cassian is. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cool uh, costume designs and and new creatures and that sort of thing, but yeah, I don't. I might I, don't, I, don't I might know. also argue too. So right now we're recording this. It's it's the, almost the end of July. We now will not have a, another Star Wars film until next December. This is the longest stretch we'll have gone in between films. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's correct. It's been basically you know it was every year. Solo's the one that really, not only I think from the fandom, but everything just really shook it up. I think people were still digesting The Last Jedi. We now have a 16-month-ish window to go back now to spend some time with these four films. I would argue that the three of us know the original trilogy front to back, back to front. You know, a lot of the different characters that we just mentioned... We've had our entire lives to, mm-hmm. to learn this and to expect people to to absorb these things. In it's it's almost like what have you done for me lately, Star Wars? And I'm looking forward to like going back. And I mean, I've I just rearranged my bookshelf in uh, in my dork lair, and I have a bottom shelf now, and I've got the visual guides for all the new films and the art of books. And I really just want to go through and just digest them, take time, and then look at the book, and then go back to the movie and learn about some of these more secondary characters that they flash on the screen i mean robin and robin and sean they've had a couple great um interviews lately um Sematawi, and then the one that i was just blown away with how not only positive he is but just his outlook and everything is details and he's basically been you mentioned neil yeah. scanlon in the creature department right. he's been in all the all the new movies and he's like, literally, what beats anything than yeah. being in a Star Wars film? And he's like, if people want to criticize that was them, the best interview. Yeah. I mean, I love that. that guy is so infectious and, and positive, but for all good reasons. And he's like, how can you sit there and criticize a movie that's basically made for, for a 12-year-old audience? That's what it is. I mean, yeah. and I'm not saying that you can't, as a, as a film critic, like criticize things. But he's basically, he even said in the in the interview with Robin that he's like, all these people are there, they've worked their entire lives to get to this point to be in Star Wars. It's like a lifelong dream to say you've been in a Star Wars movie. And he's like, then you have the fandom coming in and saying they have issues with the choices and stuff. He's like, again, going back to like those, the constraints of knowing where your creative limits can go. He's like, it's the story they wanted to tell. We're there to help them do that. It's not our job to write the story for them. It's, you know, and he, he's like, you can agree and disagree with, with different parts of it. But again, it's that artist's interpretation of it, that screenwriter, that director, that producer. Take it or leave it. I, I don't know. Well, and Lucasfilm, you know, they 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 approve everything. So it, it meets their you know, what they want. So, you know, yes, we can criticize about not seeing the aliens that we want to see. I mean, 
on the grand scheme of things, it's a very small gripe. Um, but, you know, like I said before, the quality and and you can see the, the, the hard work that the creators of these movies put into the stuff. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, the decision not to have the, you know, these other alien species that we're familiar with in the movies, maybe that's coming down from up above. I, I mean, I don't know, but I'm not going to fault... I'm not going to fault the creators, you know, on, on the quality and, and everything like that. And, and, you know, the interview with details, I mean, it was, it made me feel like, you know, the, the, um, we're in good hands with, with Lucasfilm. They make everybody feel like they're important, all the, all the people involved. So, you know, from that aspect, you know, I like we can be critical about different things. It's not a game changer, um, but some people bring it to those levels. They're like, I'm done with Star Wars because I don't see any, you know, any of the aliens that I've seen in the original trilogy. I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, well, that's, yeah, that's I just agree. ridiculous. It's like a minor <laughs> thing. I mean, that's why I say, like, miss the boat because yeah. it's not like, you know, and maybe that's even too strong, mm -hmm. but. The, the main thing that comes up to me, the, and we just watched, um, we rewatched Return of the Jedi a couple weeks ago. And it, it, every time I watch that movie, I swear to God, I go, it's better than I remember it being. Because I, I always think, you hear so much about the Ewoks and how people just didn't like that choice. And I was the right age when they came out, so they don't bother me. Um, but every time I watch it, I like it more and more. But seeing the end of that movie as Harrison Ford once called it, the teddy bear picnic. You know, I think it was the right way. I love that quote. Um, but uh, seeing the entire cast there as as the uh, just before the credits roll, mm -hmm. that's my biggest gripe, though. If I'm going to have one gripe with what they did with the storyline, they brought the original cast back, and they never reunited them. We got, you know, Chewie, Han, and Leia in a scene. You know, we got Luke, C-3PO, and Leia kind of in another scene. We have R2 and Luke. We have Luke and Chewie, but we never get them all there. And I'm like, we waited 30 freaking years, guys. Mm -hmm. That's to see these characters that we all love. And there wasn't, to me, I don't want them to shoehorn something into the story, but I think that should have been a consideration to have all of those original actors in there and never have them together and see that chemistry. Because they did have a unique chemistry through those movies. I'm giving the the uh, the non-audio kind of puzzled look because I'm just really giving it some some thought and the the <clears throat> as you were talking about that Jim the one thing that kept popping in my head it kept going over and over again fan service fan service fan service and I'm like and you made the other point there is did it serve a purpose in the story? It's hard to find that that balancing it's a balancing act. You know, how far do you go in one direction or the other? I mean, what are they going to do? I'll show up and like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, what, yeah. is, what is that? What are they going to well, talk about? I mean, I know. I just, it's one of those things because it brings me to something that I'm still, uh, I'm skeptical on and I haven't decided which way I feel about that. And that's how this, apparently this new trilogy, each person that, produces and directs these has the say and how it goes because jj abrams set it up in one way and he kind of said this is the way i expected to go but ryan johnson was not 
required to keep that. And Ryan Johnson, from all accounts, went in a very different direction. And a lot of those things I find incredibly interesting, and I liked it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I really like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. But at the same time, I need to see the, the, the last installment of this trilogy to see, and I know Abrams is back in, so it kind of makes me wonder how he's going to tie it back <laughs> into with the direction he was going. But I would have been more comfortable. It almost gives me the feeling that there wasn't as much thought put into this trilogy that there should have been. That's what I worry about. To, to give that much control and not say there is this general direction and arc or these things are going to happen point a point b point c you can fill in everything around it you have all that creativity but this is and it makes me wonder was there ever a plan on whether kylo ren is going to be redeemed or killed off in the last installment or is that up to the guy who's writing the script so i think i want to say it was in the art of the Last Jedi, where the first couple pages slash chapters are, are kind of, they go backwards a little bit to look at The Force Awakens, and you see, and I can't, it, I'm, the name is escaping me of the author that, that wrote the, you know, the book, but in, to your point, Jim, in, in the early treatments that uh, George Lucas had sold to Disney is there's a Jedi killer, and he happens to be the son of uh, Leia and, and Han, like that was from George like that's in that book I mean basically that's part of what they they ran with and I feel like that was I I think they almost used that as you know we were talking before uh, we hit record too and we we're talking about like bubble trees and ideas and stuff like that and I feel like that was one of the central points and said okay if if this is happened and obviously this person has turned what are the events that would lead to something like that what does that look like and i think then you bubble it out from there and obviously oh well he's a jedi killer he probably has force abilities because of leia luke is probably involved in some capacity um and he's out there uh, what happened to luke and then i feel like that's probably how jj abrams would have approach that script if and i'm not saying i am a, a, a screenwriter uh, by any means and i certainly tell horrible stories and i ramble a lot and get off topic but if i if i was to approach it from a common sense standpoint that's how i would do that so there probably is some things there to your other point though too i feel like there's been so many faults and true statements and people twisting words left and right out of interviews here and there and what the people have said. I honestly don't know what to believe anymore about what J.J. Abrams did or didn't and what Ryan Johnson did or didn't. Like, you, to your other final point there, let's wait and see what episode 9 looks like and yeah. then we'll go back and judge it because I honestly don't... interview People look for any little tidbit to twist words in... Oh, breaking news or so-and-so confirms this and I'm like did they because I'm not so sure that that's as clear as your headline is is leading people to believe so well the other important thing to take away from what I just said though is these are things that I feel and obviously like you were saying they're not going to shoehorn something in there what are they going to do just all meet up somewhere and have a drink and then go off and then the story continues or somehow no I'm just saying maybe there was a way that this story could have developed differently as at least beginning with an adventure, including the original cast. 
Um, but then with all that said, keep an open mind for what this last installment's gonna do to tie everything together. I'm really interested to see that and it's gonna kind of make me um, uh, come to a final decision as to what I think about how they put these movies together. But also, just because they didn't get all these characters together, they didn't have a lot of the original alien races right. or anything like that, I still really like the storyline as it is right now. Yeah. So just kind of tying it into that negativity comment or conversation we were having earlier, it's possible to actually have a want that doesn't <laughs> yeah. get fulfilled with Star Wars and still like what they did. Yeah. You can do that. That's the point right yeah. there. I think that encapsulates a lot of what we've been talking about is again that that kind of constructive criticism and you know you you may want something to go a certain way i mean just like a lot of the trailer stuff that we got for the last jedi you know this isn't going to go the way you think it is <laughs> which makes it more interesting like if we the three of us recording in your basement jim <laughs> if we could figure out what they're going to do in episode 9 and like we all basically just on pure speculation i'm like yeah, this is what we think is going to happen, and this is probably what's going to happen, and it's going to involve all these different things. Like, how interesting is that? Like, if we could figure out, like, what they're going to do. Lando, baby. Lando. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Lando. So, a lot of this... <laughs> Alright, so let's go into a Lando tangent here. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, also, I just want to mention this, too, because I just want to, you know, uh, brag a little bit about my almost seven-year-old son. We got the Lego set from... Uh, Solo and, and the Falcon and at first I wasn't and Chris I'm looking over here at your water glass here and you've got you know picture of the, of the Falcon there and at Cloud City I wasn't so sure how I felt about the design and stuff but in seeing the film and then you know building the Lego set uh, with my son and, and just seeing like how cool it was and, and it's kind of like the origin story a little bit to the ship that we all know and love and, and see it's it's uh, we've said it before i mean the falcon it's it's a character in the film mm -hmm. and uh you know now we know there's even a little bit more character in in the in the ship than than we originally know um but i've become a much larger lando fan because of so because of solo and a lot of the lead-up materials and stuff and not to say that i didn't ever really care for him but he's a lot more interesting the, the novels and stuff have done a, long, a lot to uh, lay the groundwork for, you know, kind of what he's about and stuff. And, you know, the, we, we talked a little bit about, uh, Chris, you and I, before we recorded, mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about a little bit about Last Shot. Yeah. With, with that, uh, that, that novel and listening to the, auto, the audio book on, on Audible, I just, coming out of there, I'm a little bit bigger fan of, of Lando. I actually, in general... I'm a bigger fan of, the, of those three that were in the movie than I was before. So for me, as I would consider myself a, a pretty diehard Star Wars fan, if I can have a greater appreciation of the characters of, you know, Chewie, Han, and Lando, and their characters we've known for a long time, and there's three different actors that are portraying the original trilogy, and they added additional layers and intrigue to, to the character... You know, Jim, you and I have talked about it a bunch of times before, too. I mean, to me, this certainly lays the groundwork for seeing, you know, a, long, a young Luke Skywalker film set between... We have a fertile 30-year ground that I would love to see 
him traversing the galaxy and learning more about the Force and maybe some of the stories that we got in the Legends of Luke Skywalker yeah. book that's that's out there and that's it's it's a different book it's not for everybody and the style is you know it's it's more of like a tall tales you know a fables type book there's a lot of stuff that i'd love to know about what luke learned about the force along the way yeah that would what solo did you know maybe didn't i mean majority it seems like everybody loved it and i loved it i loved it it really built upon those characters and now i can go back and and watch you know han solo in a new hope and you know like you kind of get his mindset you get a feel for you know how he was when he was younger maybe why he made some of the decisions he made in a new hope the why he was the way he was but i'm also asking you know i left solo i'm like i want another solo movie or i want another i want a continuation of this story um to give me more but going to your your point about luke yeah i mean why not why can't we get you know a a a younger you know another actor playing luke skywalker um sebastian stan yeah sebastian stan i know it's it's uh his long lost son the uh resemblance resemblance is uncanny in, in some pictures uh but i i think i think we're gonna get there i mean it I guess if the success of of episode nine and, and uh, you know the next standalone film, you know I think those are going to be the big um, the big questions. If if you know there if there's going to be more films, you know hopefully there is. Um, so I think with Solo too, I think you need to split it into two different things. I think you can view it as the film and how it's made and what the actual story was. And then you can look at it from the lens of kind of what I was just talking about. You mentioned a little bit, Chris, is what does it do, do to the entire story? And, and going back a little bit to our, you know, the Marvel cinematic timeline and, and adding intrigue and stuff to different things. And, you know, maybe it makes you go back and look at some of the other original, the other films in a, in a different light because you're now considering different things. And uh, they're, I mean, these these scripts and everything are gone through with fine tooth combs. I mean, there there's a couple out of the well, Jim. You and I have talked about some of the continuity issues with the original trilogy and the prequels and stuff. Yeah. But by and large, I feel like the new four films have been so airtight in terms of either. Um, retconning certain things or making sure that it all kind of makes sense i can't really think of anything in the four films that make me go like wow they really screwed that one up now the smuggling compartments that i already told you about that one drove me nuts well yeah okay <laughs> that, he yeah. shouldn't have them in there i'm just like and i don't understand if if i yeah the people making these movies are much bigger star wars that's a pet peeve of mine so i'm not going to go on that <laughs> that's tangent all right. it's just like come on you're making this just incredibly expensive movie and not one person can sit there and go you remember in the original movie that kicked this whole thing off that one of the main characters says this and then they don't go oh yeah then you know maybe we shouldn't do this part of the movie because it was just gratuitous too they didn't need to do that it didn't do anything for the story they were just showing hey look the smuggling compartments but you're just like yeah those aren't supposed to be there yet because han solo gets them installed after he gets the falcon 
You said that in the original movie. <laughs> Drives me crazy. So, sorry. All right. But point taken. The, yeah. uh, the, the solo <laughs> name thing, that really... I don't know why they did that. Fan service. To give him his name that way? How was that? Oh, I, I... I... I mean, I liked it, actually. Because... Having listened to Most Wanted on um, on Audible, uh, I you just you get more of his background, and I, I know you have to. It's you don't need to li- read or listen to that book to get you know for that to make a little bit more sense. But there's like another aspect in that book that kind of uh, it makes more sense why he would be okay with that. You know that name choice, but I, I I don't know. That's definitely the solo book to read, though. Huh? Out of that and last year, I don't it know. Sounds I'm... like most wanted is the one to go go. With. I mean, I, that's just my opinion. I really enjoyed that mo- that book. Yeah. So, Good. but uh, yeah, I know a lot of people had that. You know, had that. It just great. seemed odd to me. Just I, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. What I mean, what got... about like? I mean, that's how he got his name. But were you okay with it? How do you feel about the title of the movie being Solo? Do you think it should have been Han Solo? Do you think... I no. mean, do you think that might have contributed to why the movie maybe didn't perform as well? Or... I I honestly think... That I had no problem with the name or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I think the reason... Brian said earlier the, the reason that I actually think that Solo didn't perform well. And that's just... A lot of it was... People still like. I think he used the expression "digesting mm-hmm. the Last Jedi," and there was some turmoil over it. And there was a boneheaded side of the fan base saying they're not even going to watch Solo, um, which is a mistake. Yeah, because it is still a good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that uh, if they would have pushed Solo out a little bit, I think it would have done better. I agree. Give it a little I, bit more breathing room. Yep. I think if make it a December release. December release. I, I think don't know we why would, you wouldn't. I think you know probably would have made double. At least double. Wasn't it? It was all around Avengers, uh, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, and there was another Incredibles. Movie too. Incredibles was, was a little after. Yeah. What was then, the other? There was an, There was one other movie in there too. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It, it didn't do as well, but I'm still waiting to see it. But Ready Player One was out oh, yeah, right around that time too, which you know I think that movie suffered because of everything else right. that was out at the time. And Solo just we had just had a Star Wars movie. We had never had two Star Wars movies come yeah. out that close, and plus you had one of the most controversial Star Wars movies ever right before it. So people were getting burned out. I mean, Marvel has it down pat in terms of being able to release different films a couple months apart. And because they're not leading into each other, not necessarily there's like uh, time jumps per se, but they're focusing on different aspects and, and characters. So that's how you can jump from in February, Black Panther, which was phenomenal, yeah. to then jump into Infinity War and then, you know, two months later, you get a little bit of a lighthearted film with Ant-Man and the Wasp, all at different points, and, you know, they don't, they're not tripping over each other. Right. You didn't and they're all different kinds of movies. You didn't and... have to, and, and the funny thing, too, is, yeah, it, it helps to kind of know what's going on with some of them, but you could have watched each of them independent of the other and not felt like, I have no idea what's going on. So, we'll see. I, I, I personally, my personal opinion... Just to kind of tie a bow on the, on that part of our conversation, is I feel like Star Wars is going to get there. I feel like we're still, we still are. It's still a shock to our system to get as many things as we are, 
and it, it's kind of weird to say, but you know, sometimes uh, you know, too much of, of one, you know, of something isn't necessarily a good thing. Which is why going back, I, I really feel like giving some of these films some breathing room uh, to go back. I mean, I've been I've been itching to go back and watch all of them. Um, you know, Rogue One. Yeah, obviously, oh so, I just Solo. watched that recently too. I just love that movie. It's... And Solo. I you know, I want to, you know, one thing I we'll talk about in a future episode of, uh, we're gonna do here. You know, we kind of all as kind of a little fun exercise went through and kind of all. Uh, ranked our films you know most favorite to least favorite i wouldn't say best to worst or anything like that because i still feel like any of these films still have you know some merit but it was interesting even just for a fun exercise and i didn't end up doing with it what i wanted to do out of all of us in the network everybody had very wildly different opinions about which is very cool i I mean like Uh, we had, uh, you know, just some of the highlights. I know we've talked about it, but, you know, James has Solo very high on his list. And uh, I think Jared, G- Jared, Jared had, um, I think, was Rogue One is either his number one or I in his top Solo, three. No, Jared Solo. is number one. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think Solo, in his yeah. top four, I mean, he had Solo and, um, you know, Rogue One. And then I, <laughs> myself, I, you know, I think very highly of, you know, The Last Jedi and then I'm going through, but then it's it's hard to say like, okay, well, let me put up, uh, let me rank A New Hope versus Empire, and, and and that's even tough. And then my nostalgic favorite out of all of them is you, we, you mentioned a little bit ago, Jim, with Return of the Jedi. That's the one that I watched the most, you know, growing up, and I love the most scenes. And Luke Skywalker is my favorite character. And I had a hard time putting it higher than like in my top five. It it was harder than I thought to do that list. And Rogue One was the one that I kept because I just that's the one right now that I'm dying to rewatch. Like I rewatched it, and then we went on vacation. We were on JetBlue, and it's like, oh, they have Rogue One. <laughs> you know, I'm watching Rogue One again like a week later on the plane. You know, so, and, I think there's a lot of people that say Rogue One is not rewatchable because there's no like. The character development is very minimal, but Rogue One, I has probably the most rewatchability for the newer films for me. I it's, it's a new hope. It's like a new right, hope. It's I, self-contained. I rewatched that movie and I just I I just love it. You know, this isn't a Rogue One talk, but like it could be. I mean, it could be. <laughs> But I, I just so we're at the I think that's one hour still Star Wars one hour and this 15. is all Star right. Wars so we're good you're so good to go. The thing with Rogue One is the visual, the visuals of the Ro- of Rogue One just they hook me. It's the short trooper. Oh yeah, definitely the short trooper. <laughs> Enough of the short trooper. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, um, Rebel Commando. I know there's Rebel Commandos in that movie. So. <laughs> um, no, but and they're both on Scarif, so you know. But I just, I just love that movie. I think you know that la- that third act of that movie is just hitting on all cylinders. I mean, you get nods, you you get the ghost in there. You've got amazing space battle. You've got an unbelievable um, <clears throat> battle on Scarif. You know, you've got hand to hand combat. You've got fight. You got star fighters dropping bombs. You got. ATACT is going. You've got Krennic trying to, you know, go after Jin and and Cassian, and it's just 
you know, it's just, I think it, I think it surprised a lot of people. And, you know, for me and some of my friends, you know, outside of our group, Rogue One ranks, you know, right underneath the original trilogy. It's the next film in line. That's where and, it is for me, actually. And that's, but the thing know. is, too, is, like, I really liked the film, but then I almost started to get, like, a, I was really struggling to get it, like, in my top eight. And I'm like, this is, like, one of the hardest things. Well, like, why did I think this was a good idea yeah. to say that we're... It's like, hey, you've got, uh, you know, if you get ten kids, which one do you like I know, the best? Right? I, I started to kind of carp- uh, compartmentalize some of these things because it was almost the the watchability of it. You were saying rewatchability. Yeah. It's If I'm just going to sit down and I want to watch a Star Wars movie, it's always been a new hope. Like that, if I'm just going to sit down and I want my Star Wars fix, that's going to be it. Now it's like A New Hope and Rogue One. So those to me, but it doesn't mean that Rogue One's my second favorite Star Wars movie. And then it's, if I really am in the mood to watch a great Star Wars film, I'm going to put in Empire. Mm -hmm. Or, and some people will disagree, I'm going to put in Return of the Jedi. You know, so, and they're almost all on equal footing, but it depends on the mood that I'm in as far as which one I'm going to throw in. And that's how I approach the list. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to sit down and watch a Star Wars film what order is it that I want to see it? Not theatrical order, not story or anything like that. Just what are you feeling? Yeah. What are the ones that I'm you know, you know, the films, you know, the films like the back of your hand and the newer ones will start to learn even more. What kind of, you know, they're all very similar, I I guess in in kind of theme, there's not really any that I would deem like any sort of a a comedy or like, Oh, I'm really in the mood for a comedy. I'm going to go watch, you know, solo part three. (laughs) Or part two. Yeah, part two. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. I think you can get. And again, I, you know, my after having done the exercise a little bit, as I was going through and, and coming up with my list, and I don't even remember what I ended up having. There's, there's, you know, there will be some that could argue this point, which I don't have a problem with. You know, there's redeeming qualities in each one of them. There's a part. Like, I, I, sometimes I almost want to watch, like, do, like, a, you know, just sit down and for three or four hours just watch the best scenes out of every film and just kind of almost skipping along, like, okay, I'm going to jump to this part and this part. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about, like, it's funny because right now with, you know, The Last Jedi, I was watching, I'm like, you know, I was sitting on the couch with my son and I'm just like, I'm going to pop in Last Jedi and I want to see the Falcon showing up on Crate. Mm. Like, to me, that's like fist pumping, like, it's got, you know, the Rebel fanfare and, you know, it's got a little bit, you know, it's a callback a little bit to the, you know, Death Star 2. Yep. But I don't care. And there's Porgs. Yeah. <laughs> so, and my son gets a kick out of the Porgs. And, uh, and then, you know, you've got the, you know, the, the, one of the best lightsaber battles that they've, they've done between Rey and, and, you know, Kylo there in Snoke's throne room. Mm-hmm. But then I love just sometimes popping in and, and watching, Luke and Vader go at it in Return of the Jedi. Or one of my favorite parts of Revenge of the Sith is the opening there with the the two Jedi Mm. starfighters and just seeing... I'll watch it up into the point where Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, slide into Grievous's ship there, which is fine. And, I mean, I don't know. It's... It's, You know, it's, it's, it's those elements of Star Wars that, that, you know make it so so fun you know you don't there's no like there's no rules there's no rules you can do it whatever way you want to you know you can view anything any part of it the way you want to and that's why 
coming back to you know the negativity and the fandom it's like they're focusing they're on the at, wrong thing i know yeah. they're at your disposal to do it as you will with them you can enjoy them the way you want nobody is telling you you must like this movie and it's like if you don't like it well you like star wars for a reason you know focus on those aspects you know so wait for the next one right because you might like it more and or you don't might, boycott it right don't Go see it just give it a chance and and just because you have this thing against disney and and the upper you know the management of the way they've handled things here and there and and you know they haven't cho- chosen the directors and writers and whatever you want it's like just you know try to put that aside and, and just you know take it in for your take it in and if you don't like it after giving it a shot you know then whatever but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe we don't have an answer for them but Sorry, we just had to grab a quick photo. Yeah. You know, because there's never any, uh, we'd never have anything good to put on my, like, Instagram or anything. That's why that uh, long pause is in, is in there. But I don't know, Jim, do you have anything else on your, on your no, list? No, no. Actually, we are. We're uh, at the, almost the hour and 30 mark, and I feel like I could. It's almost like one of you mentioned something else, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I want to talk about that. Right. I want to talk about that. I know, that's, that's the best of... thing about the Cantina yep. episode. It just goes and goes, and hopefully it's... Uh, Though the funny thing, too, is about this format, and, you know, I get, I get scatterbrained, and most of the time when we record this, it's, you know, after we've all worked for the day, and it's kind <laughs> of an, you know, just as we talk about all the time, you know, Star Wars is kind of an escapism, and, and being able to talk, you know, Star Wars with, with friends, and just having this free-flowing conversation... Yeah. Jim, we've talked about it before. Like sometimes we're like, yeah, I'm not really sure how our listeners are going to take this one, or you know. And it was kind of like this. This conversation was all over the place, and and you know, we'll get some feedback, and it's like, I really like the fact that you guys approach the conversations like you do because it's like you don't necessarily have all these like topics and stuff that you want to hit. You like you're you talk you guys talk about like Star Wars like we would, you know, sitting around a, you yeah. know a, a pub table having a couple brews or you know sitting around like a bonfire or something like that and just reminiscing about whatever strikes your fancy about it. I mean 40 years of content plus. It's yeah, amazing. More to come. More to come. So what's what's going to be the slogan cuz we had can't wait for 8 What's it going to be for nine? Uh, in line for nine. Or right? I, I pine for nine. I pine for nine. <laughs> wow. No, I think I think Robin already did a shirt like in line for nine yeah. or something. So I'll see. There might there's probably something else clever. He's that, always coming up with cool he, shirt ideas. He's like every other day. He's like, guys, what do you think about this? And I'm just like, How you know, you- I, number one, I like he's like this boundless, endless enthusiasm slash like work at it like if i could at his age if i had his drive and, and whatnot i don't know what i would have done right i yeah he he just even thinking about all the stuff he does just tires me out because uh it's definitely you know we'll leave all the heavy lifting to him and and sean and and you know the younger 
the younger crew. And then the old uh, guys will show up and have beer and pizza and record some Star Wars talk. (laughs) And then send it to Robin to edit. (laughs) Hey, hey buddy, we got an hour and 30 minute podcast for you to edit. Which I I think this one's just going to go in as is. Yeah, I I think it should. Yeah, he was just, he was messaging. He's like at four different episodes of stuff that he's got backlogs. He's got to edit and everything. And I'm like, yeah. That sucks for you, buddy. <laughs> but it's it's fun. I mean, I love this. Just just chatting and, and uh, you know throwing out concepts and, and ideas. You know, and there's there's plenty more to talk about going forward, going backwards, sideways, whatever way we want to go. It's uh, there's plenty of Star Wars to talk about. And like you were saying, our list of movies uh, with everybody in the network was very different, um, and. We've disagreed on some stuff yeah. tonight. You and I have disagreed. You can have a conversation, disagree about stuff, move on, and... and uh... Yeah, it's not like I wanted to throw my water glass against your wall and storm out of your basement or anything. <laughs> There's been poker games down here where it's kind of come to Uh-oh. that, but uh, maybe not Star Wars talk, so that's good. <laughs> Chip in a chair. That's right. It's uh... <laughs> a very bad inside joke. <laughs> King, king in any card. King in any card. So I think we, if we're talking poker, we've reached the end of our journey. Right. I yeah, think. I think yes. it's, I think it's uh, plug time. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Vintage Viewport, and uh, check out uh, Act Six Scale Scavengers, uh, new Hot Toys podcast that Brian and I are launching. So look for episode one. Should be in the books. And you can find me at Red5Jim on Twitter. Jedi Scavenger SW on Twitter and Instagram. And let's see. I mean, BrickCityBlockade.com. It's, uh, Robin's kind of taken over the website and done a lot of cool things with that recently. Obviously, the podcast network and all the episodes that you, you know and you love. There's something for everybody. Uh, I think that's one of the great things about having a, a large group is you've got different viewpoints and, and whatnot. And... Hopefully our listeners appreciate that. So you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. There's probably a couple other I things. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, yeah. Basically, yeah. if you have a podcaster, like I personally use iCatcher on my iPhone, you just basically plug in the URL, you search for Brick City Blockade, you're going to be able to grab all the new episodes and stuff. And uh, we certainly appreciate all the feedback. And you know, if you like it enough to leave a review, we certainly would appreciate that but then even just appreciating you tuning in it means a lot to us and, and being part of the friendum so i think that's uh, i'm not even sure what episode cantina this is but i think that's our style we don't we don't keep track <laughs> of that stuff the saga continues the yes. saga that's all it is there is no <laughs> dot, number dot dot. <laughs> dot 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 to be determined yeah and back for more so all right guys as we always say may the force be with you always, always.